0: The draft and free agency have to have their own identity and the Jaguars have to make sure that they don't look beyond this year. I'll tell you how all of that is going to be possible in just a second here on Locked On Jaguars. You are Locked On Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. hey what up y'all thanks for joining me here on locked on jaguars podcast we're at your team every day we thank you for making us your first listen i am tony wiggins the host of said podcast and you can find me here every single day giving out all of this jaguar goodness every single day that's right man and uh i'm gonna let you know that our youtube page is free to subscribe to make sure that you go over to the youtube page hit the subscribe button hit the like button hit the bell so that you receive notifications each and every time we drop an episode and then wherever you get your audio podcast make sure you tap into that location every single day to make sure you get an episode this episode is brought to you by prize picks the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports go to prizepicks.com locked on nfl use the code all lowercase locked on nfl for first deposit match up to one hundred dollars Want to say what's up to the everydayers thank you for joining me every day and you can be in every day or two if you join me every day how about that all right it's a little bit of a complex but simple if you can be both things at one time subject today and that is about this player acquisition phase that we're getting into this off season there are two phases to it well really three if you want to think about it you have the initial free agency uh which is uh uh, which is prefaced, if you will, if that's the right word, or for, forwarded by a tampering period, which absolutely makes no sense because there's actually a tampering period to the tampering period. There's an illegal tampering period to the tampering period. So it's uh it's kind of weird. that 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 is what it is Where you go shopping for things that are proven commodities and you know exactly what you're getting. And what I mean by that is how it's going to play out in the NFL. Hopefully, if you get the right people that will do the same things that they did somewhere else they'll do those here once they get paid the other part of it is draft and we're going to get into this today what we're going to talk about is not it's not now or never building a roster i'm telling you it's just not it, it feels like that because everybody's gonna watch the big game this weekend and they want their team and had to have expectations you can't go into this season building it now like it's now or never and i'll tell you why the jaguars have a problem uh that inevitably may be what they that that may be what they end up doing anyway uh building a roster for more than 2024 to piggyback off of segment one that's what we're going to talk to or talk about and then i'm gonna run through some players in the draft that may be too good to pass up um in that second third round area where they don't feel a need it's just that you're sticking to the board you're sticking to what's going on you're sticking to where you value these players therefore it might be a tough decision to pass them by so let's get back to the top so with balky uh and doug peterson i'm starting to believe that there's some pressure building up no you don't think so (laughs) i think there's a lot of pressure building up to go out and win this year I think they took uh, they made a drastically poor decision last year when they decided to play with their roster and and this is why you have to really pay attention to messaging because when they were initially asked about uh, what their approach was going to be last year they said two things they didn't say they needed to get a pass rusher they said the pass rush has to improve the pass rush improved And most people mistook that or or were mistaken that they were going to go out and get another pass rusher when they're not going to spend a high resource on another pass rusher when they think they have their two starters. That just doesn't make a lot of sense, especially when you have a bunch of holes, which they obviously didn't think they had last year, right? So standing pat cost them another year of moving forward. So this is almost like this is post-2022 this year didn't even happen and now they're they're back on track to where they need to be in 2023 and and they're going to be aggressive and they made a mistake with the development of players right so if they're going to go out and get these guys you can't try to make up for lost time you can't try to how we say in the hood you can't get your lick back now that's gone that's done what you have to do is be fiscally responsible uh And you have to be sound in your team building and they have to make sure that they don't try to build this team like a fantasy team to get some instant success that helps them save their, you know, what naturally you think that that's what they're going to do because it's no longer where you can sit here and try to build a program for five, six, seven years. You usually have two or three years to get it right. And they basically wasted one of those years. So it, they might be under pressure to go out and get instant impact players to try to help flip this team my fear is that they are weak as a team when it comes to the trenches that as a team they're not physical on, on both sides of the ball I think they could could make a big mistake in trying to just go out and get physical guys only and what happens is because they go out and get physical guys only they pass up guys that are better football players because they're shopping with an empty stomach. Their stomach is growling and they got a pocket full of money and they're in the grocery store. And that's a bad place to be while all the other good teams have a full stomach and they're going in and they're shopping for their cupboard and their pantry. The Jaguars have to make sure that they do not make the mistake of shopping with their belly and with their eyes. And they have to make sure they do it with their mind. Now there's a way that you can do both. You can get better And you can add to your team. This is why when it comes to the draft, I kept telling people the most important thing is free agency. That is where you're going to get the most instant impact, impact that you already know what it is. And it's going to be a situation where there are going to be players available and the money will be there for you to be able to try to draw them in at positions of need. Uh, Jonathan Hankins on defensive line, Robert Hunt. Those are the names, Lloyd Cushenberry at center. We're just naming guys that we believe the Jaguars should probably target to help immediately fortify certain areas on their team. One of the things you have to ask yourself, though, is this. Do they like Cam Robinson enough to restructure him and say, we're just not going to let a good football player walk out of the building? Could they try to keep him? Another thing is, would they do the same thing with Brandon Sheriff, who people, the numbers seem to suggest he's better than my eyeballs would say that he is. I, I kind of trust that a little bit, but I'm trying to figure out if they realize that he needs to be fixed. They think Luke Fortner, according to Doug Peterson, they like Luke Fortner and Trent Baalke still seems to like Luke Fortner. So if we're sitting there talking about a right guard in a center and they don't believe that that's what needs to get fixed. We're in a world of trouble, right? We're in a world, world of trouble. Uh, you know, it sounded like what Trent Baalke is going to do is move on from Cam Robinson, save the money, take Anton Harrison, make him your left tackle, and then have the freedom to go out and draft the right tackle in the first two rounds that can start day one. Or maybe they think, okay, we can squeeze another year of starting out a walk a little, and then we can just get a developmental guy to be our swing guy, maybe go in the third or the fourth round if they have a third or a fourth round pick. I know they have a fourth. They'll probably get a compensatory third. But it's all about who's there. I would suggest that you guys use a mock draft simulator, and I know it won't help totally because the computer doesn't think like the teams that you're that are going to be making choices. But it'll at least give you an idea of things that might be there. Use a draft simulator. And then when you do that, select all. You're not just going to be the Jaguars. You're going to be everybody. Then go through and make the picks that you think these teams are going to make. And then you'll still see. Who will fall to the Jaguars at 17? Then you have to make a decision. Am I going to draft for immediate need and gratification that may help me win one or two games and turn me into a 10 or 11 uh, wins uh, team? Or what if I see a player that fits our team better beyond 2024? He's a better player. And we anticipate that a guy at his position is going to be a free agent. And this will already have an in-house replacement who is probably an upgrade those are the things that you really really have to consider and the jaguars have to consider so i'm going to discuss why i think it's very very dangerous uh, to have what some might consider a lame duck staff because when you have a lame duck staff they tend to do lame things to uh hurt the team i'm going to talk about all of that stuff in just a second here on locked on jaguars first of all i want to tell you about nissan are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little further ever wonder what adventure could be around the corner next our friends at nissan have a lineup of suvs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level the 2024 nissan rogue is a perfect because the city drives real well and has great escapes class exclusive google built in is your always updating assistant to call in on for almost anything. Gone are the days of connecting your phone, Google Assistant, Google Maps, Google Play, all that. It's built right into the 12.3 inch HD touchscreen infotainment system. I like the Pathfinder, man. A little bit bigger, has room up to eight, an expansive cargo capacity, and advanced available 4x4 capability with 284 horsepower and up to 6,000 pounds of towing. When adventure calls, the Pathfinder is there to answer. Take the Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder or the Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com. All right, getting back to it here on Locked On Jaguars, where it's your team every day. We thank you for making us your first listen. Why is it important that the Jaguars build a roster for more than 2024? It's because the way football works and the way that having a program works, you better do the best thing for the long haul. Um, Is there a way that they can meet all of their needs, attack all of their needs, fill a bunch of holes, and still be sound for the long haul? Yes, there is. And I'll tell you one way that they can do that. Taking players that have uh, positional longevity, offensive linemen, Defensive linemen, those are the guys that they need most. A really good wide receiver, a defensive back. Look at your roster in the NFL and, and which one and do a 53-man breakdown, and you'll notice that the the position group that has the biggest number of people is always offensive line, defensive line, and the secondary. And you know, they're they're divided up between multiple positions. You have free safety, strong safeties, corners, you have edges different techniques uh, nose guards on the defensive line and then you have offensive line center and tackle and a lot of them are interchangeable but still those are the safest positions that we usually especially once you have the quarterback position fixed they'll usually guarantee you that you know you'll have a pretty good chance of being successful but you still have to make the right pick and the more you have a certain thing that you're looking for like size strength Those things you would think are things that would aid and help longevity, but sometimes those things blind GMs to who can actually play. Like I've been seeing a lot of uh, Jerzan Newton falling, the defensive tackle from Illinois, who is a ball player, a three technique that is really, in my opinion, the best one in the draft. But I've seen things where he's gone to all the way early in the second round because there are a lot of teams that just don't like guys built like that. I think Jeremiah Trotter Jr., who probably has a second round grade, is another is another one at six feet two thirty. There are going to be some teams that he just doesn't fit because teams might want bigger linebackers. So sometimes we get into these little things where we the teams and the Jaguars have their traits and they have their idea that they're going to get big. That's what's weird to me. They wanted to get when you talk about traits, you're talking about athleticism, you're talking about length, you're talking about uh, speed. Power ratio combined with size for a team that really, really focuses and tries to concentrate on that, they should never have been in a situation where the GM can say, We're not big, strong, or tough enough. That's just, it's almost as if the thing that they were going after were big, strong, tough physical football players. And then to turn out to not be big, strong, and tough enough, it's really a slap in the face to the evaluation of the GM. And maybe they're just not good enough um uh, you can be big strong and tough like tyler shatley believe it or not is maybe the, the strongest guy on the team would y'all ever have thought that no nah, because he's not he's not as big as the rest of the linemen in fact he was uh, he's not even under contract right now but just past uh, this past year he was probably their smallest offensive lineman and, and for, from what i understand he was the strongest guy in the weight room and it's been that way for a few years it might have been his calling card to, to stick around on the team But somehow, some way, a team that prides itself on getting all of these big players haven't been able to to really do anything substantial in the draft beyond the first pick in the draft. They just haven't had that much success. Um, If you go back to 2021, Trent Baalke was in charge. I can give him some of the credit for that, but I'll mostly give it to Urban Meyer because Urban had a big, big, big voice. And he had a, a whole bunch of staff of guys that had just come off of recruiting these dudes. So, yeah, when you get Trevor and Travis, those are uh, Travis Etienne and, and Trevor Lawrence, those are no-brainers. Andre Cisco turns out to be a really, really good pick, but it's a critical year for him. Tyson Campbell, his career has gone up and down, but I'm still up on him because of his size and all of that stuff. There have been some misses, especially after round one. So they're going to really have to make sure that they figure out a way to hit on some of these late round picks because those guys are inexpensive. You need guys that they had last year like Yassir Abdullah to develop. And I mentioned him a lot because he was never on the practice squad. He was always a guy that was on the active roster. And he was just a healthy scratch. If you're on the active roster, that means they they have some sort of plan for you and they like you. So it just has to get to the point where it manifests itself. I would have liked to have seen him get a shot. During the season to see what he had, but we just didn't really get a chance to do it But the Jaguars have to be very very careful to make sure that what they do is do this thing the right way not and that doesn't mean you draft a project. So This isn't you know, if you ask somebody if they what do they like to drink and they say water and then they go Oh, so you don't like milk. It's not that I'm not telling you that taking the best player for the future means you're taking a player that doesn't help you now. I'm not saying that taking the best player for the future means that he's a developmental prospect and it's going to take him two years to play. That's not what I mean, so I don't want people to think that. What I mean is you're looking at two guys. You got a guy rated really, really high. He doesn't feel an immediate need right now, but he could probably push one of the dudes that's on the roster for a starting position. And if that's the case, if you think he is a higher graded or a better football player than, say, a guy who does play a knee position, it says the Jaguars will take the dude that played the knee position, right? And then pass up on this other dude that's this really good football player. So what if this other dude goes somewhere else and becomes an all-pro and makes – and is like the rookie of the year? See, that's the kind of stuff that stings because – if you win 10 games next year and you leave in the first round as a wild card and then you go and and say, OK, where are we now? Then maybe that safety that he was going to replace is or that corner or whoever he was going to replace. Maybe he's a free agent now. And then somebody else has a 21 year old All pro or rookie of the year on their team. And now you're standing there. Now you got to go pick a guy and hope he's as good as that guy, because if you didn't pick him, you got to play him. That's the dilemma that i'm talking about so what i'm going to do in segment three Is i'm going to actually mention some names and i'm going to mention some positions Of players now, we know what the jaguars needs are interior tackle on both sides of the ball The guard we gotta hope that the jaguars think the same thing interior defensive tackle on the offensive side Maybe a right tackle if they move on from cam Robinson. at the very least They need a couple of developmental offensive linemen Uh, that can compete and push those guys for positions. But they definitely need interior. They need to get better. We better hope that they think they need to get better. I think they need an impact, a couple of impact wide receivers. You have to also look at what is in the draft and where the team is selecting and what is in abundance. Don't be passing up really good players because, well, we got this other guy we kind of like. And that doesn't really fill a need and, and reach for something that's not as good because eventually you're going to lose out and it's not going to work. So I'm going to go through some players at positions that people aren't really talking about that if they're sitting there, I'm like, OK, you might want to take him. I'll tell you all about it here in just, in just a second on Lockdown on Jaguars. All right, I have another sponsor to tell you about. It is Robinhood. That's right. Did you know that even if you have a 401k or retirement, you can still have an IRA? Robinhood has the only IRA that gives you 3% boost on every dollar you contribute when you subscribe to Robinhood Gold. But get this, now through April 30th, Robinhood is even boosting every single dollar you transfer in from other retirement accounts with a 3% match. That's right. No cap on the 3% match. Robinhood gold gets you the most for your retirement. Thanks to the IRA with the 3% match This offer is good through April 30th. Get started at Robinhood.com boost subscribe Subscription fees apply and now for some legal info Claim as of quarter one 2024 validated by radius Gold global market research Okay Investing involves risk, including loss. Limitations apply to IRAs and 401ks. 3% match required. Robinhood go for one year from the date of the first 3% match. Must keep Robinhood IRA for five years. The 3% match on transfers is subject to specific terms and conditions. Robinhood IRA available to U.S. customers in good standing. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC is a registered bro- broker dealer. third final segment here on locked on jaguars we at your team every day we always thank you for making us your first listener i tell you about locked on sports today that's right locked on sports today it is the first national 24 7 streaming channel on youtube and it's now you can also find it on amazon fire tv locked on sports today is here for you 24 7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On Plus our national shows covering every league. Find the Locked On Sports Today channel now on Amazon Fire TV. And we're we'll going to talk about these Jaguars with this draft. So there are some positions we aren't even hearing people mention that the Jaguars need players. Uh one of those positions is safety. Now, when you think about it, uh they have Andre Cisco, obviously he's going to be the starter uh at free safety most people anticipate that they are going to move on from rayshon jenkins for cap reasons better hope they do it if not they're going to have some explaining to do right uh and then they have dewey wingard who's still under contract for one more season so if they move on from jenkins they have antonio johnson who we anticipate will start i think because of the way he finished the last season and i like antonio johnson as a player Here's what you do though. You wake up and you see Tyler Newman or Cameron Kitchens or even Kalen Bullock. And they're gonna have a grade on these guys, right? Tyler Newman's a real good player out of Minnesota, 6'2, Uh Cameron Kitchens, 6 feet 205, and Kalen Bullock, 6'3, 190. So now what you have is these dudes that can be dual threats at safety. They can really, really uh Change the way in the dynamic that the Jaguars look especially with Bullock and Newbin, because they're long We don't have anybody in our secondary that long. I think Antonio Johnson's like six two. Think about Ryan Nielsen and what they like to do They have to have guys that tackle on the back end because of the way they mix and and, and get things going on the front end you have to have guys that can cover I want you to imagine the Baltimore Ravens, even though Nielsen doesn't run the same type of defense, but I want you to imagine the Baltimore Ravens and how many guys they had in their secondary that were mixing, and matching, and when they are in nickel, and when they go to six DBs on the back end, or or at least five or six DBs when they're in nickel or dime, how many athletes they have that could run to the ball, that could knock the ball out, and then ask yourself, do the Jaguars have that many people on the team? And the answer is no, they do not. They absolutely don't have the type of DBs. They have one or two guys, maybe two or three dudes that you think of, but there's talk that they're going to move on from Darius Williams. So I think the secondary kind of needs to be bolstered. And if they're really good players and you're sitting there at round two, and one of those three guys I just named and Trent Baalke takes them, I know y'all going to get mad because it's not a need, but you have to remember Dewey Wingard is not under contract after next year. Andre Sisco is not under contract after next year. Tyson Campbell is not in the contract after next year. And Darius Williams, even though they play corner, the point is still the same. And you can do this with cornerbacks also. They may grab a player that is a real good player that if they look at everything with it, with its own identity, that they could really, really use beyond next year and beyond. In fact, either one of those guys I just mentioned might come in and channel Antonio, Antonio Johnson. Also, Andre Cisco hasn't been healthy. Maybe that's a concern with them. Like, okay, we think we got one, but then we, we still need a guy behind him because he's been out and he hasn't been healthy. The Jaguars got to get to the point where they either use the bathroom and get off the pot, stop hedging their bets, get the most talented people that they can get, and then after that, let it let it all figure itself out. I'll tell you another player. J- uh, Jatavian Sanders, the tight end out of Texas, there are a lot of people that say he's not that far behind Brock Bowers. I think he, he he's, a, he's far far behind, but he he's better than you think. Bowers is a top ten pick. There's think that there's thoughts that Jadavion Sanders could sneak up into the back of the first round, but what if he doesn't? What if you look up and you're sitting there in the second round, ready to go, and he's right there looking at you, and you say, "Man, we just used the tight end on Britt, we just used the pick on Britain Strange." And then we got Evan Ingram, and we just can't do this. But if you look up and you think that this dude is a flat-out baller who could become one of the seven or eight best tight ends in the league moving forward with your quarterback that you're likely going to extend here pretty soon, it'd be hard to pass him up, especially when you just think and stop and imagine, what if the hometown team uh, Texans pick him and you don't, and he turns out to be the best tight end in the AFC South. Then you're going to be looking crazy because you went with me, but they went and just took a real good player that they're obviously very, very familiar with because he's right there in their home state. And then you'll be around here looking like boo-boo the food and looking crazy because you did not go out and draft this player. I'll tell you another position. The thought for a long time was the Jaguars were going to be able to be in a position this off season to turn foil uh foil loose to free agency he's played he had a three-year deal he played two years they're paying him a high clip that thought was well maybe when they drafted chad movement and Devin Lloyd, they thought they'd be ready and then they could move on from foy this is the top all the training camp i remember it was me pre pete prisco and jeremy fowler we were talking from ESPN and Prisco CBS, we were talking in the end zone for 20 minutes about what the Jaguars were going to do. And we were cutting a whole bunch of players uh looking ahead that are going to be core starters next year because we thought the younger guys that they were developing were going to be ready. The GM, Trent Balky, has already come out and said development. I ah, kind of took a step back. So now when you look at the linebacker position, Oliver Kahn ain't going to be under contract after this season. Are you sold on Devin Lloyd? Some people say yes, some people say nay. Are you sold on on Chad Moomer? Yeah, you're going to re-sign Chad Moomer when you're trying to re-sign all these other people. And with the way that they're going to play defense, you have to have speed and guys that can close stuff down and tackle in space. I heard some of the former players, guys that were linebackers, talking about Ryan Nielsen uh, with guys uh from uh the times union who who are out at the stu- stu- at the super bowl i call it the super bowl the super bowl they interviewed players that had played for ryan nielsen they swear by him and i asked ross jackson about him uh, who covers locked on saints and works for locked on nfl i asked ross jackson on the phone about him yesterday he said he's gonna be a star he's gonna be a head coach so there's a chance that they might only have nielsen for one year right so you have to be careful to not try to build a team just for him that's why you go out and get the best players available and if edger and cooper is sitting right there looking at you he is telvin smith plus about 20 pounds that's the way it was described to me by a person that knows telvin smith as well as anybody that's the way that it was described to me that he reminds that person of telvin smith also when you think about guys like peyton wilson these guys are tackling machines man They chase the ball, they see ball, hit ball, and they go get it. Do you build your team and draft a guy uh, who can help you next year? I'm telling you, what they have to start doing is drafting competition. They got to draft competition. They can't assume that any of those dudes that were uh, in Nashville, running behind Derrick Henry, stop assuming all of these guys are good just because you know their name. And if you can bring in competition, if there's a hole in your 53 and when you look at the depth chart, if there's a question about the guy in front of him and I'm not talking about hope and optimism, optimism, I'm talking about demonstrated performance. Is there a question? And then if this dude is a great player and he's like and it's like right there in your face. Can you take him and make him compete against that guy? He's either going to make the guy better or he's going to beat him out or he won't beat him out because the other guy steps his game up. This is the approach that they have to start taking. They have to look at the whole 53. Sometimes it's not about the guys up top and you just placing little pieces at the top and then the top separates from the bottom. Sometimes what you have to do, you got to just add the talent and then shake it up. You you can pull Trevor out and maybe Trayvon and maybe Walker and ET and the guys you know about but then the rest of it, you gotta act like you frying chicken. Shake it up in a bag. And whichever piece gets coated that can go into the grease, and the grease is the game because it gets hot. Pull them out and put them, put them on the plate. Those are the guys that play. Those are the guys, all of this whole, this, this cherry picking the field holes just to save yourself. We gotta get past that. And the only way the Jaguars are gonna get better is if they realize that too. I realize that you guys are here every single day, and I'll be here every single day, too, because it's Locked on Jaguars, your team every day. We always thank you for making us your first listen. Keep staying in tune. We'll be right back with you tomorrow here on Locked on Jaguars.